0: I usually do the
1: entire monologue of Anchor Man. I'm like, the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The the garden gnome has a human-sized
0: penis. Garden gnome. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot all about that movie. It's like the best. What's up, P-Silly listeners? Welcome to the podcast that takes its silliness seriously, the professionally silly podcast. It's your audible boo Amber Smiles Jones, and this is the podcast where we shoot the shit, where comedy can meet any topic that we discuss. So shout out to all my listeners, new and loyal. So today, today I have a special guest joining in on the silly. She's talented, she's funny, she's creative, she's beautiful, and her voice matches her looks, ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen, Lindsey Hinkle, welcome to the show, love.
1: That is the best intro I've ever gotten. Can I just hire you to come to each one of my shows and just do it a bit? Or like record it. I'm gonna I'm gonna record that. I'm just gonna like record a clip of that and
0: play it before feel, our show. Feel Thank free. You. Dude, I will do that for you for free. I'll record whatever you need. You can use it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just more advertisement for me and my sexy voice, of course.
1: <laughs> it is. Oh, I wish I was there. I just wanna I just wanna give you the biggest hug. You were so sweet.
0: Thank you so see, Lindsay is great. Now you guys see. This is what this is about to go down. All the love, all the creativity, all in one podcast. This, this is what you're here for. <laughs> so for those of you that are unaware, Lindsay Hinkle is a musical artist. So she plays the guitar and sings like a fucking angel. And I'm and I, I actually got to see you perform here in Atlanta at the uh, the first location of MSR, My Sisters Room. And um for those of you for those of you that are listening, it's the dopest lesbian club in Atlanta. So shout out to Jen and Jess in case they hear this. So I got to see you perform on stage there and uh That legit was my first time hearing your music. I had never heard of you. I didn't know what to expect. I came there to look to find bitches. I was ready to, yo, what's up? I was in my twenties. I was ready, you know. And then they were like, there's a concert. I was like, a concert? The fuck? Like, I can't, I can't twerk on somebody during a concert. Like, what kind of music, you know? So I decided to stay, and uh, I got to see you perform on stage there, and uh, I knew that I had to take you home. That sounded weird. I had to buy a CD. I had to buy a CD. I had to have your music in my... That came out so awkward. <laughs> so I think I bought two. And we had some sort of conversation where I owed you a beer or you owe me a beer. I don't know. Beer was involved. But do you remember that?
1: That was uh, several beers ago. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm actually four years sober now. It was... Uh, there was a... <sighs> This is the ghetto. I'm literally watching a guy going through my trash right now. This is live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here I first on the professional silly podcast. Okay, we, <laughs> I can,
1: like, have to yell at this guy because I have like credit cards. Is he good? Okay, he's walking down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to edit that? Out? <laughs> just walking back and forth in my trash can and opening it and digging it and then walking back and I'm just like sitting here powerless, watching
0: dude, it all. That dude, I, I lived in Los recorded Angeles recorded for ten years and that kind of thing I see it every day. Sometimes you're lucky they're just going through your trash can. I've seen them pee. Into the dumpster in front of my fucking place. So you're lucky that's all that's going on. I see people getting it on. Like (laughs) that's all. That's it. (laughs) Well, there's
1: actually a homeless person that moved in, and when I was out of town, they scared my fiance and my dogs because they were like walking through the side of the yard. And so I come home like not knowing what I'm getting into, but knowing that I need to confront said homeless person and be like, hey don't, like, go through our yard. I'm not trying to kick you off because this isn't my land, but don't scare my fiancé. And also it was brushed, so I'm wielding yeah. a machete.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: As <laughs> you do, and I walk over and they're not there. And then the neighbor said that it was, like, an elderly woman with a stroke. Well, there has to be, like, a couple of fences hopped to get to this tent, so I'm pretty sure that it's not an elderly woman with a yeah. stroke. Oh, stroke. and he's not hopping any fences. Right. But then I felt bad, and so I made, like, a care package, and I made this soup and put toilet paper and stuff in it it carried the bag over it had a note and I didn't want to give him the address but I just had an arrow pointing to our house and like hey we're your neighbor um please don't scare our dogs and our family at night um, if you do, they might hop the fence and come eat the soup I gave you.
0: <laughs> so I don't
1: know. I haven't. They haven't come. scared. They haven't scared us since. Well, it, I, they don't scare me, but I wasn't home, and Brittany was like, she never saw someone in the yard before. So that with a flashlight. So, and then I got covered in ticks. Oh, that's because fine. I was walking through the brush, and so I feel bad because I know now said homeless persons covered in ticks. So I put some uh, flea powder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? Shit, I don't even know
1: like what i don't know either but you know just <laughs> spray it around on the ground see what happens it's take obviously but, uh. <laughs> anyway okay so let's start back, let's start back. i'm sorry <laughs> no you're cool this is
0: great <laughs> <laughs> So, we're going to um oh. we're going to have like a lot of fun, but before that, I just want to tell you this. This is crazy. So, today, ladies and gentlemen and Lindsay, uh obviously I'm going to share some of Lindsay's music with you, give you a little little taste. You know, I'm going to tease you a little bit. And um but this is like my very first interview on my podcast on purpose. Let me explain what I mean by that. So, I was living in LA for like 10 years, a lot of you know. And I went to Hollywood uh, to the Viper Room. And a lot of musical artists, you may know this, Lindsay, played there. I mean, we're talking about so much musical history at that particular location. And so uh, there was this band that was playing there. They were called The London. And uh, this was this was like in 2018. So I think I was like into the beginning of my entire podcasting, quote unquote, career. And um, I decided to interview them uh, on the spot. Mind you, I'm drunk as shit. We're in a loud location. The audio quality compared to this was horrible, but it was a lot of fun. And this is the first time I've actually had an interview with a musical artist. I've always wanted to do this on purpose, like with questions. And you, you're starting something for me. And I'm glad that 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 you can join me on this first. So thank you so much for joining.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about these questions.
0: <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you this, Lindsay, I played your music during breakups, I had uh, Grey's Anatomy moments. I'm singing your songs in my underwear while I clean my house, and I'm like, I'm blasting your CD in my car, like totally relating to the words and your vibe. Damn it, I think you're dope. I'm fangirling a little bit and trying to bring it back. So when I when I reached out to ask you on the show, I honestly didn't expect you to respond because I was super stoked when you did because as a small creator we are not taken as seriously as like these larger well-known uh people. So our emails and DMs usually get unread or deleted or just ignored. And uh so when I when you responded, I was like, "Oh man. Not only did she say yes, but she's actually not just a random musical artist to me. I actually listen to your music and I think you're awesome." So this is we're going to have some fun today, Lens. I'm 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 excited. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I love that you think that I'm not a, a small artist and that I get bombarded with messages every day. I do not. I, do not <laughs> but I probably shouldn't say these things, but I'm terrible at business, but I love doing what I do. And That's I'm great. really happy doing it. So. That's great. And I've been doing it for a while.
0: Yes, we're going to talk about that, actually. Obviously, you know, Avi, (laughs) that's what the kids are saying. Are they still saying that? Avi, um, we're going to talk about uh, you and your music, but I also want to share some Silly with you. So it's going to be a good time. So don't worry, I won't ask you to, to sing or play a guitar unless you absolutely feel the need to serenade me I will not say no but <laughs> it's gonna go down so guys uh pictures can be found on the podcast uh, pertaining to this episode at uh Instagram our podcast Instagram at it's pro silly and uh go ahead and check us out there I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y but before we get to the silly do me a favor and leave a five-star written review On uh, whichever platform that you're listening, hook up your Audible Boothang thing for the opportunity to earn more listeners. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and download your favorite episodes so you can get pro silly with me without needing Wi-Fi or data. It's the Professionally Silly Podcast.
1: And I could not figure out where to go to give you a five star review because I genuinely would like to know and also to, how, how to. Talk oh to yeah, you. yeah. Because some of us are kind of we listen to podcasts, but we're maybe not pros. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my fiance and I both will will do that, but we uh, couldn't figure out how. to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually kind of it um, up, so. it's newer on Spotify. So those of you listening right now, Lindsay made a good point. Some people are not very I want to say tech savvy, but Sometimes you don't know what the what the ends and odds are of the apps that you're using for Spotify. They recently started to allow people uh, to leave a five star review. As far as I know, you can only leave a star. So if you have the Spotify app and you would like to do that, uh, you just click the podcast that you're looking for. And at the very top of the uh, of the of the page, it'll have the name of the show and the little synopsis of what the show is about. And right below that. It'll say like uh, it'll be a little a little tab there, and it'll be a star, and you click that, and that will allow you to leave a review. Now, if it's online, like on your desktop, I don't fucking know. You have to figure that out yourself. I, <laughs> I do apps. I don't.
1: Oh, okay, 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 cool. All right. Yeah, cool. On
0: the Spotify app, if you're listening on iTunes, um, not iTunes, uh, I, uh, was it? Oh, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, it's usually right there. On the front page of the entire podcast uh, show, you can always uh, leave a five star there. But that one, you can actually leave a written review if there is something uh, specific that you would like to say. But that's how, that's how you do that.
1: Thank you for explaining that. the kids these days with their tic-tac dances <laughs> and their family dad and the interweb.
0: <laughs> Goddamn interweb ruining my life. <laughs> OK, so I oh, let me find my interview voice. <clears throat> All right. So, Linz, I feel like we're cool enough for me to abbreviate your name. Um, Lindsay. welcome to the show. (laughs) That's my best interview voice. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's working for you. Keep going.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to go ahead and start this out with uh, my first question here with you is, um, where about are you from? I'm hearing an accent. It sounds from the southern region.
1: You are <laughs> correct. Um, I'm from uh, Piedmont, Alabama, population 5,030 churches, one bar, home of the Pulitzer Prize-winning author Rick Bragg, who wrote all over but the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I always put, just notice, get a visual of me putting my hand over my heart when I say that.
0: I love that. Piedmont. Now, the only Piedmont <laughs> I know of is in Atlanta. I did not know there was a Piedmont, Alabama. I remember having a conversation with you and you said something about being from Alabama, but for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was Mobile. Why did I think that?
1: I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, There there are other artists that are from Mobile, but not not me. I'm from Northeast Alabama.
0: Let me ask you this. In Alabama, I, I, oh, I know why. I got you confused with my old roommate. My old roommate, Christy, her family is from Mobile, Alabama. And the reason I remembered that, because I was going to ask you a question. Have you ever had moonshine? Of course. Okay, cuz her
1: This like candy peaches.
0: Uh yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, cuz her her uncle used to like ship it to us. We were flight attendants together way back in the day, like I don't know, 11, 13,000 years I have ago. So many hats. <laughs> I know I have so many <laughs> hats. <laughs>
1: I want to interview you next. Can we do another podcast and I can interview you? (laughs) Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Just let it happen.
0: I'm there. (laughs) You name the time and place. (laughs) So I had Moonshine for the first time with with them uh, because they mailed it to us and we would get lit. Now, Moonshine especially flavored moonshine is dangerous because it's so good. And then you're like, oh, wait, I think I'm fucked up now. Let me go vomit in this corner. So, <laughs> but I, I now have a love for it. So do you, my next question for you is actually for me. Do you know anyone personally who makes it?
1: Oh gosh, there's so many places in, in Tennessee. Like there are like moonshine distilleries that make it legally. Now it's, it's really high uh, proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gotta come up here and visit. You okay. just gonna have to come and hang out. Oh and, yeah.
0: moonshine uh, we'll, has we'll to be involved though.
1: Tours. You can go to Uncle Nearest.
0: Oh, and, oh uh, yes. Oh my yeah. God, you. The, it's funny that you just said that because I literally just did a um a Black History Month video on my YouTube channel, the professionally silly channel, and we and and the label of it was Let's Taste Black History, and it was about the history of Uncle Nearest whiskey. So funny you said that because that is definitely in my bucket list of places to visit. Hundred percent.
1: Can you smell that? It smells like a fresh, hot, crispy new video that's going to come out where you actually <laughs> tour the distillery. Yes. I can smell it.
0: With Lindsay They're Hinkle speakers. co-hosting. Yes. <laughs> I am down. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and TM that entire comment. It's going to happen. So, I have another question for you. How, um, for those People who haven't heard of you yet, I'm so glad that you uh, are here because I want to get what you do out. So how would you describe the music that you typically create? Like, what is the genre, would you say?
1: It's like if if Chris Stapleton and John Mayer met somewhere mm. um, in Tennessee and they had a beautiful uh, 38-year-old toddler <laughs> to write songs. Um, they made this beautiful baby. That would be me. This 13 year old taller that was born with a guitar and just started writing
0: songs. That, that is the best way. To, I love it. <laughs> you know what's funny? As you were saying that, I was going to say something really stupid because you can't tell, but I'm still like in my mind thinking I can't believe I'm fucking talking to Lindsay Hinkle. So I was actually about to say, oh, you know who you remind me of? There's this artist named Lindsay Hinkle. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm talking to her. <laughs>
1: That's cool because the same thing would be like, who? Like, oh, I love that though. I so I wish funny. that I, I was on the level that you are about my own career because it makes my heart happy. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's fantastic, and I'm I'm living my best life. I love it, but it's weird sometimes when I go, especially like in Atlanta or places. And, and randomly some one person will like recognize me and, and I'm, but that's like the one person, but still like I happen to run into him and Mm -hmm. it's awesome. So I really appreciate this. I'm going to, I'm going to have to dust my shoulders off. (laughs) No, no, no.
0: Keep them dusty. Keep them dusty. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that you say that because recently I, um, I went on a cruise in November with my family. And uh, back in the day, like in the early two, well, maybe like mid, I guess mid 2000s. I don't know fucking shit. <laughs> Anyways, I was a part of this um, this lesbian web series on YouTube. It was called Between Women. And it was really big uh, within the black LGBT community, especially the lesbies. So, <laughs> so what happened was every now and then we would go places, they would recognize us and stuff. But this was like, I'm talking like, I don't know, like 10, 11 years ago. So like, I feel like all that's done and that's behind me at this point. So I'm on a cruise in the middle of the fucking ocean, okay? Everybody from all over the world is on this fucking cruise ship. And two lesbians from, I want to say Brooklyn, but I think it's the Bronx, and I know if I pick one and I'm wrong, I could get shot. So one of the two (laughs) B's in New York, they said... Aren't you sunny from Between Women? And I said, Are you fucking serious? Like, because at first it's been so long since I was a part of that series. And then two random awesome women from New York on a cruise ship of like, I don't know, fucking 30, 40,000 people. I don't fucking know how many people are on those things. It was just surreal. I was like, seriously? So I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it was crazy. It was awesome, too. They bought me a couple of drinks. I like that.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I remember you you telling me about that um, years ago. Because we, we've, like, our our contact has kind of ebb and flowed. Because we have stayed in contact off and on Yeah, yeah. Uh, since that, that first meeting. But, I mean, I've been a train wreck. So my life has been a series of train wrecks. So I was... I would do, you know, I was one of those people, and that's the other thing I admire about you is I'm hearing you talk about your life and how you're... Because a lot of people, when they have something like a show or something goes on where they have success and that ends, then they really don't know where to go from there. Yeah. And you've got all these hats and you've picked up, and that's what... Um, Uh, you know, a happy, mentally healthy person does that's got their shit together. Like, you just keep it going. You don't just give up because that... And think, like, oh, my best years are behind me. Yeah. And I had a problem with the early stages of my life and my career where there would be something really good happen and I would get really hyped up about it. And then when it didn't happen, I would go into a serious rabbit hole of just like pity party, drinking, and then just like girl after girl after girl. And I just didn't even try to do anything that happened with my music. It was because someone, Pursued me to do it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I didn't like pursue my career. And it wasn't until I moved up here and got sober, like, like literally the past four years.
0: Congratulations, the by the way. That's of my amazing. My career is
1: just like, pew.
0: Congratulations, by the way. That's amazing. That that is that is a that's an awesome thing.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, believe it or not, I hit my bottom, and I was like living in a cabin out in the woods. And I moved up here and moved into a halfway house, and I didn't wow. have a car or a job or anything. It was it, I'd gotten at a really really low point. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me because honestly, Amber, like anything that happens now, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm not in a halfway house anymore. So yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you
0: know, I guess, I guess it's a silver so lining of, of hitting bottom so, as you can look back and be like, well, at least I'm not there anymore, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like these problems I have now are what I call Cadillac problems. Like, <laughs> they are not real world problems. Like I had prior to where I didn't know where I was going to eat or sleep at certain yeah. points. Like, so everything is like I'm always happy. It's great. Like I never want anyone to have bad times, but if you ever do, like just look at it that way because it's always good no matter what.
0: Hundred percent. That actually brings on something that I want I want to ask you. Um, do you find that you make your best music when you are happy or when you have been through something emotionally?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So I realized that music was my therapy for most of my life, and mm-hmm. I never went to actual therapy. And so it was write a song, get it out, and then kind of, like, drink and deal with my shit that way and then move on to the next person because it was usually, like, a relationship, and it mm-hmm. was someone that broke my heart, so I would, like, just move on. Like, the, how it was the saying? Uh, the way to get over someone is to get on someone else. <laughs> yeah. And so that was the kind of my trajectory for that too. But then um, after I started trying to get my life together and try to be the best version of myself, I started therapy too. And I found out that that, that music kind of was my therapy. And so I kind of changed my purpose where when before most of my songs were kind of like, I guess, and I don't want to say whiny, but kind of whiny, because, I mean, I'm emoting, which I don't think anybody should feel shame for. I don't shame myself for emoting, but... Mm -hmm. Um, they were never in any way positive. It was always negative things. And so now I try to write songs with more of a purpose to create joy or emotional awareness. So I'm not, like, dumping necessarily my Mm -hmm. emotions out when I write now. I am just writing about my experiences, why I went through it, what I went through it. And even if I am, quote, unquote, emoting, I don't look at it. It's not the same that it was
0: prior. It's in the eye of the beholder, honestly. I mean, art, as they say, is... What's the word that they say? It is subjective to everyone, and a lot of people do not always understand that music that it is a, is another form of art. And if we're being honest, like okay, I also do stand up comedy, and as I know a lot of stand up comedians and artists and singers and wh- whatever your art may be that in, that inspires or is set outward towards other people, we are sharing our experiences in our own way. Music and stand up comedy. Or you, whatever it is, it is a form of storytelling. So, to be honest with you, a lot of us, especially stand up comedians and and, and musicians, a lot of us go through a lot of shit and we do use. It's trauma. That's why we do it. Yes, it's our therapy. uh,
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, it does not surprise me that a lot of artists and, you know, whatever, um, they tend to make their best stuff when they've been through something. Or when they've, it doesn't necessarily have to be negative, but something that you've experienced that has changed your outlook on a specific topic or subject or what have you. So that makes sense to me. One of the first songs that I actually heard you sing, I do not remember the name of it, but I remember the very first part and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to try to sing for Lindsay Hingle. This is so crazy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, By the way, listeners, I cannot sing. So if you want to go ahead and mute this part and fast forward about 10 seconds, it's completely understandable. All right. So you were like, 23, no college degree, that song? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it almost ready? I think Serendipity. Yeah. Oh,
1: Serendipity. That's on. Uh, yeah, that's on. That's old stuff. That's yes. On. That Spotify was one of the first still.
0: songs I fucking related to. I mean, so, you know, a lot of the things that you discussed in the song and obviously Sins of Reality, that's like my all time favorite. But <laughs> but um, my question is, like, when you when you sang these songs, when you recorded these songs, I remember in the first, I forget which song, I think it was sense of reality. You mentioned in the beginning of the recording that you were recording. At, I want to say Eddie's or.
1: Yes. Eddie's addict. Mm-hmm.
0: Eddie's addict. And you mentioned something about this is the only place where I can record and it only costs whatever, whatever amount you said. And this is awesome. Um, when, as a new artist, um, is that, did you, did someone have to tell you about that? How did you find out that you were able to record something for your albums or your CDs uh, in such a so you can get the greatest audio. How did you find out about that,
1: girl? Um, I won the shootout at Eddie's, and and I they told me then like you pay an extra twenty dollars and then I get recordings. And Kristen Hall, who was one of the original founding members of Sugarland, had a live at Eddie's Outlet album. A lot of people did, and again because of my decisions and like not. Understanding that you still have to have a regular job to create money to pay because you'll have yeah. all these artists that do go find me accounts and they're fan funded and things like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that since I'm international, I got a job and I work said job, and said job pays for the the album and all the other things and then the money I make for music I put back into music. I wish that I'd done that when I was younger because when I yeah. was younger everyone says, Well you need to focus solely on your career. Well that's a great idea, but how are you gonna do that with absolutely no money?
0: Exactly. Because you're not at the
1: level where anyone's gonna pay you unless you're playing like restaurants and bars for a buck fifty a night. <laughs> yes. So someone told me that they were doing that. And so I was selling burn CDs and just putting them I was literally burning them off of a computer or laptop or usually someone else's laptop because I had burned So many CDs on my laptop, it wouldn't work anymore. Writing on them with a Sharpie and putting them in ground paper lunch. Yes, I remember that.
0: For my listeners who don't know, burning a CD, that's when we used to make copies with our computers. And a CD is a little plastic disc that we used to put into the radio (laughs) to listen to music. (laughs) (laughs) But I I still, I remember that that paper bag. And to be honest with you, the way I saw it, this is so creative. Like I was like, this is so cool. I like this because I just, it just figured, it just seemed like it matched the vibe of, of you and your music, just creative and different. And this is what I got. This is what it, what you see is what you get. Like I, that's how I looked at it. But I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that you were like, well, I don't, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Like,
1: <laughs> like Well, it was easy and it was creative. And I did think, and as far as like not bragging and saying I'm creative, but in the aspect of from a business standpoint, whenever I would give it to anyone, People will you're so easily to to forget, especially if they haven't seen you live. Mm-hmm. And if you hand someone a CD that's in a brown paper lunch bag, they, oh, they remember. They might actually yeah. remember
0: that. You're one you know? hundred percent correct on that. Another thing that you mentioned before, like um, if you are a creator, whether you are a singer, a dancer, whatever that you're doing, whatever your passion is, sometimes it's especially in the entertainment industry, it's very hard uh, to. Just just do that one thing and hope that you can pay your bills with that. Because reality is, and we, Lindsay and I both learned this, you know, as we grew up and got older, we need like, quote unquote, real jobs. But we need these things so that we can go ahead and make money so that we can continue doing the thing that we love. So we can continue to share the art that we create. There's no way, that, unfortunately, that we can pay our bills with just solely our passions. But, you know, you never know what the future may hold. But we have to put in a lot of extra work. Cause we do our day jobs and then we come home and do the thing that we really love. And we're always fucking exhausted. <laughs> always tired. <laughs> but happy. But yes. Happy. Yes. But like content. Quincy
1: Jones said, if, if when you start doing it for the money, God walks out of the room. Like you don't have any of that creative Ooh. control yeah. anymore. That, yeah. that thing that's in you and I both, that is like spiritual, not necessarily religious, but spiritual that comes yeah. in is like that thing that comes out of you. Cause when I ride, I there's, there's songs that I put out and like, 10 minutes that I look back and I'm like okay I didn't write that <laughs> but that was not me <laughs> I'm not that. I have to know that was me. that's but, funny
0: that you said but, that because one of my next questions was like do you listen to your own music because I'll be honest I don't listen to my podcast after I put it out and I don't watch the videos that I make because it's, it's it feels cringy it's like oh god did I look like that did I say that Did I you know what I mean so do you listen to your own music
1: so, I have to, when I'm, I'm listening to mixes, to say, mm. well, yeah. like, do I go around town jamming to my own stuff? Yeah. No. But I will <laughs> say one of my big aha moments in my life was the first time I had a well known producer record one of my songs and a pop version of the song because I'm trying to get it on a Disney movie and it's ah. called Love Exists. You can plug you can listen to it on Spotify Apple, yes. Apple Pandora. All the streaming, everything that that plays music, you can hear it on there. Just type Love Exists, Let's be cool. Okay. But when the first time I heard that I put it on repeat, just kind of circling around Nashville um just saying like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be one of you one day like it was it was a huge accomplishment for me because i was actually still living in a halfway house uh it was 2020 when i recorded and released that song and um it was a it was a big deal for me so i do go back and listen to it um Mm -hmm. whenever i'm getting something fully produced but now i have a studio here in my house and so i have to listen to it um in the headphones but once i exit the studio I do not want to hear myself or, or, um, anything to do with me for a while. So, um, it, cause it changes it. It's a little different when you're doing it yourself. Cause I yeah. have to listen to me constantly, every single note, every single breath. Else has to be edited and, and made
0: perfect, so I know exactly what you mean. the idea of editing this episode i'm terrified, but I know I can pull it off, but I actually heard love it uh, love exists and it's a really good song it's really good guys check her out she's got the spotify she's on Spotify, and I listen to you via amazon music so that's that's where i um that's where I tend to give my money. Amazon keeps taking on my fucking money okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, as an artist, I kind of have to ask you this. This is a stereotypical question I'm sure you've gotten before, but I still want to know. Was there any music artist or band that inspires you musically? Oh, my God, that's so There's
1: so many. Um, so when I was a kid, it was Indigo Girls, Sheryl Crow, mm. uh, and Beth Hart uh, growing up all the way through my 20s. It was definitely. then um, John Mayer. And then... Um, as I got a little older, then Fleetwood Mac came into the picture. I always loved Ooh, Fleet yeah, Mac, Fleetwood Mac, I Yeah, I love them more
0: now. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Lady Antebellum?
1: Uh, Did they change I, your name? Are they just Antebellum? They're fantastic.
0: Did they change your name? Are they an- just Antebellum now?
1: It's Lady A
0: now. Oh, Lady A. I knew they just, I knew they changed it. Yeah, I really like their music, but you already know the one song that everybody fucking loves. Like, I kill it in karaoke. I'm amazing in karaoke <laughs> when everybody's like lit. But I think, What's the name of that song? When they were like, "Another shot of whiskey," you know. Like, I need you now. Yes, I need you now. Yes, I Jesus. love that fucking song. <laughs> what song did you play when you opened for them?
1: Uh, I didn't play that because that would have been weird. Well, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, this is my version of yourself. Right, now, right. So I'm At your sing show, the guy and the girl part. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I I played mostly. Uh, it was peppered. It was so it would be two or three originals to one cover Mm. and I it was just a solo acoustic and I was like not right below them. I was like maybe five acts below them, but still, vis a vis, I mm-hmm. opened for Lady A. Have you ever seen Elizabethtown where, like, they're like, one time we open for Skinner and it shows like 20 different bands and then, like, with special guests at the bottom and really fine print? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't like go off the stage and Lady A come out because I've always been a solo artist. I've only played with a band a few times and it's just like herding cats. I, I meet the most exceptionally talented musicians. But it's difficult to get a certain group of people together to commit to certain dates. Um, And also, it's kind of hard to pay people. And I've worked really, really hard to get to the level that I get paid now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to share that with other people uh, just to have a full sound. So I'm pulling kind of an edge here and I have a loop pedal. And uh, oh, I, I, I do different things. I beatbox and sing different songs with covers. Whoa, uh, whoa, well whoa. Stuff. You
0: can't just say I beatbox and then just keep going. You can't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have like the one beat I do. And then whenever I practice, I just spit all over my laptop like I watch. The YouTube do
0: you videos. do you mind spitting all over your phone for like a second? I want to hear this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What? Ah. Like
0: what I, okay i like that <laughs> that's fun because when i beat box it just sounds like a long fart i'm not very good
1: it's not that hard you just i mean but like i said whenever i i practice um trying to learn a new beat i i'm tongue-tied and mm-hmm. i don't know why or maybe it's just because of who i am as a person i always spit a little bit on <clears> my a laptop screen so I
0: have to like oh you should off. see my microphones every now and then I'm like oh ooh, I'm glad nobody can see this but I have a pop filter so it kind of just absorbs all that shit <laughs> oh, yeah
1: that's what it's for you should sell this like <laughs> to your fans like I really spit on ones. Like, I mean like you know
0: us. people buy a w- stranger Things, so why not right
1: <laughs> someone will someone will
0: buy it someone's like I just want your spittle <laughs> so do you play um, any other instruments
1: yeah, I play a little bit of everything. So I used to have this goal where I could take a date to Guitar Center and play a kick-ass song on every instrument in the place. I feel like so every
0: single really lesbian cool. that just heard you say that is like, I need to go change my underwear. That sounds like an amazing date.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, I would try, but then I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't play much after that, so if they're like, "Oh, play something else on the banjo," I'm like, mm, "Sorry, I, <laughs> I only do this once." Like, you know, but now like everyone knows that I just have the one songs, but. On stage, I play uh, I play guitar and um, harmonica, oh, cool. and I play a little bit of mandolin, a little bit of bass, a little bit of drums. Um, I, I play a little bit of a lot of things, but none of them well enough to where I tour live. But like if I have friends over and we're jamming, and one of them has like a steel guitar or, um, or a bass or a cajon or whatever, I'll I'll play along with them. Well, enough to where you wouldn't know better, but uh, not well enough that I would do it live at, at this day. At this day, now talk to me in a few months.
0: <laughs> you sound like a female Ryan Leslie. Oh, I just do this and that and that, and I create like <laughs> I love that. Do you have a, a, a certain song, um, that you love more than others that you've created?
1: That I've cre- it's always usually the newest one, um, and the most recent one is a big deal for me because I've rekindled a lot of relationships in my family. One of them being with my, my parents and uh, they've met my fiance and we have this really honest, open relationship now that we didn't before. And I wrote a song when I was doing this writer's retreat in California. And it's, it talks about because I always wanted to be a superhero and um i have a song called wonder woman and i that's that's also one of my top favorites but this new song i wrote it's it's talking about my life growing up and how i wanted to be a preacher and uh the preacher that i told this to said that i couldn't that my job was to be subservient to my husband the best way that i could serve god was to uh be subservient to a man and i was like well only a man can save a soul and he was like yeah like, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday school teacher. And it's amazing, like, one thing that's told you when you're a child that just really just warps everything about your belief system and makes you question everything that you've mm-hmm. been taught your entire life. So that's basically what the song is about. It's called Watch This. So that's the that's the one that I'm the most uh attached to at the moment but wonder woman is also a big deal i'm I'm currently working on the artwork for that um several songs are going to be released this year i'm working on a a full length album it's just tedious work when you're doing it yourself
0: yes um, i completely 100% understand
1: (laughs) it's fun No, it's so fun it's amazing i'm really enjoying the process but i've learned something about me i don't know because you wear so many hats but I'll have these times where I'll just run, 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 run for several days. And then one day I just collapse. But then I'm like, you know, I wait, I sleep or I don't do anything, just totally decompress and disassociate from the world. And then the next day I'm like, zoom, zoom, zoom back again. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have days like that?
0: I do. I do. There are days where I'm just like, there's no way in hell I can get these videos up this week. I'm just going to take a week off or, or what have you. But I'm also the kind of person Where I'm, I don't wanna say I'm a people pleaser, but I tend to really put other people ahead of me before myself, and it's something that I'm working on currently. And I know that there are people who are like, oh, your videos make me laugh, and when I'm down, and this, you know, and when I hear things like that, I feel like, I I I, le- I feel like I'm letting people down if I don't continue and then I, that's added stress on myself. And so sometimes I have to sit I have to sit there and talk to myself and be like amber damn it you really need to go to sleep or you really need to just just watch some TV and chill out, you know, and just enjoy the your you moments. Yeah, I don't have a lot of you moments, I'm making myself do that and it's it's tough getting out of that mindset of I got to keep going, I got to keep going, you know, cuz As you know, once you stop for a moment, you immediately are forgotten because there's so much content. There's so many creators out there. It feels like a rat race that you entered on. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a lot.
1: (laughs) The caretaker has to take care of themselves first. That's what uh, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. And it's hard, but (sighs) I think that's like why... Some days I just go and I just associate or whatever. And the people that matter in my life understand and yeah. the ones that don't, don't really stay in my life.
0: So Yeah. That's, that's something actually um, funny enough. One of my subscribers uh, mentioned something like that to me. I, I think it was dimples or I can't remember which one, but um, one of them said something like, well, you know what? The, 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 When I took that week off, that hiatus or whatever, they were like, well, you know what? You're real loyal fans or subscribers or whatever uh, she mentioned. I think Smile Squad members, whatever. uh, We will be here when you get back. You just need to do what you have to do and look out for your mental health because if you're not feeling it, you know what I'm saying? You're not even going to put out good content anyway. You really need to just, you know, just relax and take a breather. We'll be here when you get back. And for those who aren't there, then they really weren't about you to begin with. And I was like, well, that's a good point.
1: God, your listeners sound like the coolest.
0: <laughs> What's up, loyal listeners? How y'all doing? Listen, uh, you're amazing and we love you. Just want to go ahead and say that real yes, quick. <laughs> so why haven't you written a song about me? I'm just really upset about this. What's going on? I'll wait. Go ahead.
1: um actually i I think that should happen now maybe you you could play it like as part of your like intro or something i'll write i'll write a song just for you
0: you don't are you serious
1: (laughs) (laughs) i do it all the time i do it all the time i actually write songs for people uh when they they'll send me something and say hey can you write this for my girlfriend or my grandma that passed away or whatever and just boom i write it and then send it to him
0: so yeah i, I have been looking for something like this for like a long time and i was like well who do i i was just about to go on fiverr and see if i can find someone <laughs> and then you're telling me like literally one of my top five artists was like yeah i can write you an intro no problem like what the fuck <laughs> like what <laughs> Dude, yeah
1: i got you we'll talk we'll talk off podcast all right about cool vibes, things all those things and i got you that is not a problem i would it would be an honor because i genuinely am a fan i because i get asked to do things a lot and i i never know but i'm always a yes person when when the universe presents opportunities to me yes but especially with someone that i've known for for god knows how long and <laughs> actually appreciates my music but uh the the whole thing is like I have a lost my train of thought what I was going to say with that. But anyways, I'm a yes person and it would be an honor. But your podcast, when I was listening to it, I was like, it it was like you were reading my mail and the way that you view things are very similar to mine. And when I would think that you were going to go a certain way, you went exactly the way that I would go. And I just like I've been I've literally been binging uh whenever i get in the car that's i swear all my life like not just trying to blow up your dress like seriously and uh I sent it to my fiance. and now she's hopped on that she's drank the kool-aid she drank the amber smiles jones kool-aid and we're part of your people
0: i'm not crying you're crying shut up
1: <laughs> well i mean i i relate we we have the same viewpoints or around the same age and Um, it it was nice and like, okay, not to be a total fan girl, but the little nuances that you do where you pan speaker to speaker. And when you tell a joke, and it's like the punchline of something and you're and then you're just like, just talking. But when you say something extra funny, and you pause. I'm like, oh my, like <laughs> slam dunk, like hit it, hit it home run, like it's it's awesome, like I I'm like laughing while I'm driving, all like a crazy person all by myself, like no one else is in the car, but I'm laughing. At <laughs> it's great.
0: That's how I feel when I'm listening to the Bird Show. It's a very popular morning radio station uh, here in Atlanta. Radio podcast. And um, there are times where they're saying something, and I'm like laughing my ass off at a stoplight. And the person next to me, I can tell they're trying not to look at me, but they're like, what is that, girl? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm able to offer you those embarrassing moments.
1: <laughs> Living our best life. Alone.
0: <laughs> so what alone. So what do you enjoy doing when you're not creating amazing baby-making music?
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, I i honestly i get asked this question a lot and the sad but true part is i don't have a whole lot of hobbies because i love what i do so much that's Same. also my hobby Same. But i do love to go fishing and it's almost time to go fishing and in the winter time i tend to binge play like my like video games um so oh, what do you play at a time.
0: what kind of video games mm-hmm. do you play
1: um, well, <laughs> the one that I was going to get to this past winter was Cyberpunk. And uh, <laughs> there were times where I felt like I was cheating on my girlfriend. Like, this <laughs> game, if you've never played it. And I know a lot of people quit playing it because they had a glitch. But that was when it first came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there's, like, moment, Like, I have a PS5. And, like, the controller's, like, vibrating. And the controller's moaning at certain aspects. <laughs> and I'm, like, looking at my girlfriend that's his my fiance. that's asleep. I'm, like, holy shit. Like, she
0: thinks I'm watching porn. I know up. that I
1: cheated on it with some like <laughs> video game girl. Like I, I cannot believe like the kids these days. What's like? this is okay, but also I'm really into it. So
0: whatever. I um, I have a a, a not I want to say Oculus, but they change Meta. I have a Meta a Meta Quest to the virtual reality headset thing, and <gasps> I fucking love it. It is so much fun. It is so much. Okay, fun. I
1: need to get one of those. I tried playing the online, like, the games from my PS5 and my Xbox whenever I would try to play stuff. And I even got a pair of headphones because I was going to do Call of Duty... But I suck at it. And and the other thing is the only people that play it or that like during the day when I'm playing it are like kids. And I feel really weird when I'm like paired up and I'm trying not to cuss. And they are like, hey, you're pretty good, (laughs) (laughs) fellow.
0: Were you playing with with, with Mickey Mouse? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The mouse is in the house. What the hell is going on? <laughs> you heard it here first. Mickey Mouse on the Professionally Silly Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really good. <laughs> you should do voiceover work for Mickey Mouse. I'm you. Okay, don't make me it. Don't me Oh, I can't wait to post that. That's fun. <laughs> oh my oh so i have a uh, another question for you do you have any that was funny as shit do you have any music that you've written but you haven't um recorded you haven't shared do you have any music that you're you're kind of holding on to your for yourself so much. <laughs> so much.
1: you got your own your There's own music so porn that you're yeah. not sharing with anybody <laughs> Yeah, I even wrote like a really sad Christmas song. So there are ones that are therapy, but my intent is to not hurt other people. So if said song is going to hurt or offend uh, family or friends, um, then I don't. I don't release it, but the one I was telling you about prior to about the the whole creature thing, um, I I got the green light from my dad, which was a big deal. Oh wow! And so yeah. I'm actually going to cut and release that one, uh, which I'm really really excited about. But, but yeah, I have lots of them because sometimes they're they're therapy. And I remember Christmas 2021, 2022, no, 2021, Christmas 2021. I had a back injury and. I had basically broken up with my entire family and was like not talking to anyone. And I just cried and squalled and wrote this like Christmas song about how I'm not spending it with anyone. And I didn't, I got up and at that Christmas day, I just gave homeless people. I went to Dollar Tree and bought a bunch of stuff and created my own tradition and started giving out bags to homeless people and uh to because to, the best way to not feel sorry for yourself is to do things for other people is to get out of yourself and go do things so um and now it's my new tradition and i still spend christmas with my family but on christmas day that is what i do and i just drive around nashville with just bags and i have a couple friends who also have a similar situation and that's how we spend our christmas morning we get up and go around and give uh, bags to homeless people that's awesome
0: so- that's awesome Oh, see now I love you more. Damn it, Lindsay. <laughs> do you um do you still find yourself nervous before uh, performing?
1: Um, it it depends. Um, so I used I realized that a lot of my anxiety, uh, a lot of my drinking prior to was based on people anxiety I get so much anxiety before a show once mm-hmm. I'm on stage once I step on stage mm-hmm. I'm fine yeah but uh, just a million things I'm thinking I'm not gonna break the string what do I do am I gonna change the string do I need two guitars am I gonna sing this song is this person coming I need to make sure to remember this person <laughs> say this person this, they were at this last show and I need to make sure to put this person on the guest list and I need to thank this person and think the bartender and think the person that's doing sound and like just a million things go yeah, through my yeah. head and I'm like you know and yeah. so but once I'm on stage all I have to do at that point is just sing. Just get through that and do the best I can and just sing my little heart out. So that's what I do. Uh, But prior to, um, most, especially if it's a place I've never played before and I don't have a comfort and familiarity with where everything is, who's doing what, and I don't already have like that Pavlov's Law where the same things happen and I've got positive results. So if it's a new thing, then I start kind of getting super anxious and... People that know me know and try not to talk to me, and I always hide before a show. <laughs> so anyone listening, just know that I hide before a show because I have severe people anxiety. But after the show, I will stay and talk to anyone and everyone till the wee hours of the morning. And I have. It's just prior to, you know, and you it's awesome get when people yeah. get excited and they want to see you yeah. and they want to talk to you. And I I love that feeling more than anything. But when I start talking to people, I start losing my voice and then I'm not mm-hmm. focusing on the task at hand which is t- to play the show and yeah. play the songs that have been requested and do them to the best of my ability.
0: That makes complete sense cuz I remember when um I was listening to uh, another one of your songs, I forget which one it was, but in the beginning you were saying, "Yeah, so I don't have my guitar straps. I'm using this I'm using this scarf right now." And I was thinking to myself, she probably looks really awesome with a fucking scarf as a as a as a guitar strap. So these are the things that just kind of that can happen, and artists just figure out how to. Well, let me just do this then, you know, and. I was thinking when when you were telling me that I was like oh there's an example so she's definitely telling the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was probably definitely on a lot of drugs at that point and didn't know where I was. So that's also probably why I didn't have a guitar strap. <laughs> but live and learn like you know sex drugs rock and roll that's what you think you're supposed to do but you get a little when you get a little too crazy it oh, gets yeah. sad. Like when you take it to the and also when you're not technically a rock star but I'm glad, I'm so grateful that everything actually happened the way it did because if I had had any real fame prior to where I am now, I would have ended up like every artist, like Janice Joplin, like Jimi Hendrix, like every artist that's ever... Uh, exceeded a certain limit, I wouldn't have known how to handle it, and yeah, would have yeah. ended up because I was such a cocky shit, being a nobody back then. I can't imagine actually having legitimate success; like
0: <laughs>
1: it would have it been, it would have been, been bad. And so, uh, I needed a lot of things to to knock me down a few notches to be who I am now. And now I'm, I'm someone that I'm proud of. Like yeah. I'm, I think I'm humble, and I think um. You know, I'm happy for sure, of all things. I'm that's like cool. the happiest
0: person you'll probably ever meet. A lot of people can't say that, so that's beautiful within itself. Y'all give a nice welcome to another Alabama act. This here's Lindsay Hinkle.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, so maybe a few of you are wondering why I'm wearing a scarf as a strap, you ask, um, because I forgot mine and I was wearing a scarf and now I think this is gonna be my thing. Um, this is available for purchase after the show. I feel like I needed it myself.
0: and um, something else that you said um, a, a moment ago about how when before you perform, you kind of like to keep to yourself because you have a million things on your mind and want to kind of hone in on that is that something that every artist who is about to perform pretty much is going through especially when you have friends and family there want to go and then you have all these other things you could think about and I do the same thing when I before I do stand up I do not like to comm- I stay in the green room I stay in the back until it's time for me to perform and then afterward I'll talk to everybody too I'm 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 very vocal I'm out there but before I perform there's a certain mindset I'm trying to keep myself in. I'm trying to remember all these other things. So for those of you listening and you have family members or friends who are performers and you can't find them at the beginning of the show, remind that might be why. They're not ignoring you. They're not trying to be rude. But they're just trying to, they're trying to work. (laughs) And sometimes you got to get in that. Because it's it's a performance for you and it's, it's a performance for us, but it's also our job. So we need to get into that mindset on however we need to do that. So don't take it, don't take it personally, <laughs>
1: listeners. <laughs> well, I think once you get to a certain level as an artist, you have a team of people because you're making X amount of money at shows. So you yeah. can afford to have at least one or two people, if not like when you're performing amphitheaters, hell, you've got a whole crew.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: for to take care of all these things for you. So literally the only thing that you have to worry about is singing. So then you have the luxury of having time to talk to people before, Mm -hmm. um, without being stressed because you know that you're, you've got extra guitar strings and guitar. Like you've got literally someone standing beside the stage to change it. If any mistakes or anything goes wrong, you literally have a team of professionals surrounding you to fix said problem and if it does go wrong guess what you don't get blamed it's it's your team you know like you're you're set but you and I are independent artists and we don't have a whole team a crew uh we don't have anybody under our I don't maybe no I don't (laughs) no (laughs) W9s or whatever being passed out at me for tax season so um whenever I do these things like I have to be like anything that goes wrong is is on a, a reflection of me. It's not yeah. anyone else's fault that they didn't have an extra guitar, <laughs> extra guitar strings, Let or me... bring bring extra cables or extra nine volt batteries. If like there's not a plug in nearby, so my <laughs> tuning pedal doesn't quit. Like all these things. You it's know, so we funny
0: have that. that you say that because um, only some of my subscribers know about this, but. Literally three days ago, Lindsay, the MV7 microphone that I told you about, um, I had it for like a good month and a half. And three days before this interview, I fucking broke it. The headset, the jack, all of it was fucked. And um, I was freaking out because, as you said, I have to do this. I don't have a team. So I said, There is no way in shit that I'm gonna be interviewing one of my favorite artists. On, on a on a, on an iPhone micro get the hell out of here this I need so i I, I go on the website I purchase another one I spent a lot of money for another mic another headphone, but I also use it for my content too and once you are putting out good stuff, you don't want to go backwards you know what I mean i don't want I don't want to put out crappy audio so I bought me another one and then I contacted the uh, the, the 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 website sure the the brand microphone that i'm using. And I contacted them and I told them the truth what happened and I was like, was there anything that you guys can do? Can is it a warranty? Is there a repair shop? Like, what can I do? And um, they said, well, hey, we're gonna replace it for you. But when they when I called them, it was after I purchased the new microphone, which is I'm using right now. And uh, I'm now I now I'm going to have two microphones. But I was I thought that I was going to be out of four hundred dollars from the first purchase because I fucking broke it. But I'm getting a replacement soon. So when you were talking about, well, if, if your strain breaks and you're on your own, literally three days ago, I had no idea how I was going to record this podcast episode with you. Like I was freaking out. <laughs> and then my new That's microphone true. came in to uh, yesterday. It came in yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my God! Adulting, oh man, man. that's why God created credit cards, man.
1: (laughs) I I think myself and your listeners are kind of interested in knowing how you broke it.
0: (laughs) So I was recording a uh, Instagram reel uh, because I make you know TikTok videos and Instagram reel videos and stuff. And um I my my mom was um, she called me for something and I said, hold on let me finish this video so I finished the video and it was so funny and so I was so excited to show her so I get up and I walk towards her and I tripped oh, the microphone cord was around my foot and I didn't know so I get up and I walk and it falls to the floor now mind you the floor the room that I'm in the floor is carpeted so it wasn't a hard hit but it's the way that it fell. It fell with the, you know, when you plug in your, your, your headphones into the back of the microphone, it fell straight down. So the jack bent and came out of the microphone. I couldn't plug any other headphones into it. I couldn't use those headphones anymore because the jack was messed up. So I didn't realize it until after I showed my mom, I'm like, Oh, I'll pick it up when I come back. I show her the video. We go, ha it was funny. And then I come back and realize my microphone's be- is broken. And then it's like that TikTok moment. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so I was like, son of a bitch, 3 days before my fucking interview with Lindsay Kangle and I break my goddamn microphone over fucking Instagram Reels. What the fuck? Like I was so mad at myself. But you know, you live you learn. <laughs> yeah.
1: And also you're like TikTok, Instagram famous like you have like a ridiculously large following
0: so
1: i mean <laughs> you know can we say worth it
0: like worth <laughs> it? i mean look at you 100 percent worth it man because it's it's part of my dream and uh i refuse to go backwards if there's anything that i can do to keep where i'm at or to get ahead, that's what i'm gonna do so now i've got credit card debt for for about 400 bucks but i'll pay it off it's fine and luckily, I'm I'm blessed to say that that's the only debt that I have. So, <laughs> 400 bucks, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah! Like at least you have a credit card. Like, a lot of functioning <laughs> adults don't have credit. It's sad.
0: I actually had to uh, get a new credit card uh, from Mart in order to get my um my Mac my MacBook, so I'm able to edit videos and podcasts. Cause, because before I I I didn't ha- I was editing on my iPad. Like I had to use iMovie on there, but you know those things only have so much storage, so I had to get a credit card for that, so I can purchase the Mac, and I literally just paid off the last of that money, like last month. So now this Mac is mine. I don't own Brandsmart no more shit, and I'm, I'm, I'm climbing the ladder, man. I'm climbing the ladder.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are. That's that's way ahead of me because I I literally this morning freaked the hell out because I got a. a a flag on my credit saying that I had a charge on my Best Buy card and I haven't bought anything from Best Buy since I bought my MacBook, but I've slowly been paying on it. And I pay over then the like charges, like my minimum, I always pay over, but it hasn't been paid off. And I bought it like last January and I've been paying like 100, over a hundred a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that apparently it was interest charges because I didn't pay it up before the one year. Oh. So no one sold my card, but I I was trying to find out because I hadn't set it up online. So I'm going to like call and they're like, oh no, we charged you X amount of interest and that's the new charge on the card. I was like, okay, cool. Cause I was freaking out cause I thought someone.
0: Well, here's a little, to, like, a little on. tidbit for you. And for listeners who are also adults and with credit cards, my dad is a bankruptcy attorney in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Milton D. Jones and Associates. I hope you never have to call us. But <laughs> he, he and my mom uh, taught me something. And the reason I got, I, w- I was able to pay off my credit card, literally paid it off in six months. My MacBook was like $1,300. You know how MacBooks are expensive as shit. And um, I, what I did was I was approved for, th- I think, $3,000, something like that. And I ended up just spending that much. And so... What you do is it tells you the minimum the minimum payment that you can pay monthly it's never a good idea to pay just the minimum, I'm not saying that you are, but for those listening, never pay just the minimum um pay above that because it'll also tell you how much money you can pay over a certain amount of time to pay everything off but if the longer you take to pay it off, the more interest adds on, and you'll be spending like fifteen years to pay something. That only cost you a few thousand or a few hundred. And now you're paying them even more money. That's how these credit cards are making money. So never pay just the minimum. And when you get some money, put, put it in there immediately. Immediately. The sooner you pay it off, and it's going to totally suck. But you're going to be saving money when you actually pay it off faster. Because when you, the longer it takes, the more money you're actually spending more so than the, than the amount that you spent to purchase whatever it is that you purchased. So there's just a little tidbit for those who were listening who weren't aware of that. True
1: that. So, it's good live advice. right I'm around the I'm saying?
0: <laughs> so my last <laughs> question for profesh. you is the profesh way. <laughs> it's the, that's the part before the silly. So my last advice, I mean, my last question for you is, um, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to be a musical artist, especially if they are a, a female artist?
1: Oh, yeah. Don't quit your <laughs> day job. Keep a job to where you have income, find something flexible, like waiting, I wait tables, but it's at a a fine dining place. But my joke now is that I want to be a Grammy award-winning server, which I only only have to work now, thank God, like two or three days a week uh, maximum, but I love my job. No one yells at me, and and I work, like, high-end fine dining, so it's, like, a certain, like, level of people that come in, so they don't usually yell at me. I thought that if I worked at a higher-end restaurant that people would come in with, like, monocles and tuxedo hats and, and like if i spilled any of their kms they would just be like oh, peasant and like slap me like back at me. it's nothing like that it's absolutely nothing like that well here's hoping um,
0: james Corden doesn't come into your restaurant and fuck all that up because i hear he's a horrible customer
1: <laughs> yeah maybe i hope they don't come in because i don't want to know i don't want to deal with that but um, so don't quit your day job, and then perfect your skills. Like I'm still taking guitar lessons. I was literally at a guitar lesson before this podcast because I'm trying to perfect my my craft. So you don't ever think that you have it because I thought that I I had it years ago and realized that I could have been like leveling up this entire time. So I try to level up and I, in some way every single day. It was something I'm doing. Uh, and it's just because uh, if I'm not moving a step forward, then I'm just t- I'm just taking a step back because I'm getting stagnant. So um, and yeah, but I'm I'm literally living my best life. I think don't compare your career to others. A lot yeah. of times it was really easy, easy yeah. for me first, like in the beginning to see other people in a similar genre, similar mm-hmm. style uh, progressing ahead of me. And what you see and what's actually happening are not the case. 98% of every, like 98% of the artists that are signed to major label deals get dropped.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: People don't realize, but it's
0: 98%. Didn't Tyrese's label literally just drop him recently? Like Tyrese, like he's a major R&B artist and even his label just dropped him. So music industry is not what people think. It's way more difficult and so many ins and outs, way more than people don't know
1: my route is that I own everything I'm not signed. I have not, I've been offered pub deals. I've Mm -hmm. been offered label deals. Mm -hmm. I have not signed anything because I want to own everything myself Um, because there's three things in this world that will make you money while you sleep property uh, stocks and, and royalties for songs. And I cannot, I don't know anything about real estate or uh, the stock market. So (laughs) my best bet is to uh, record and release songs. So, Um, that's what I'm trying to do to where I have some kind of retirement as a, as a songwriter, because I mean, if one person sings it, that's the rest of my life i'm sad yes. so i just don't compare my career to other
0: people it's funny that you say that well not funny but you know um, but that you say that is that i have a lot of friends who are musical artists uh journey rain she's amazing right now she owns her own restaurant in los angeles which is a huge feat especially in la god damn it um oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it's called grits and waffles but uh she is a music- beautiful voice beautiful voice And uh, she was explaining to me about some of the ins and outs of the industry and how a lot of the artists, like, for instance, uh, Neo, uh, Babyface, and many others, they, yes, they have their own music, but they are writing for other artists. You know, Babyface has written songs for Rihanna, Beyonce, Britney Spears, what have you? And same with Neo, they're writing for these other artists. Some of them are small, some of them are big, but that money, those royalties come in because they wrote that shit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 a secret to being able to make money off of your off off of your art, especially if you are a songwriter. You really should uh write songs and and try to sell them to these artists or i don't know how it works i don't know the right monikers and all that but (laughs) that's a lot you know because like for instance people at the super bowl who perform they don't get paid for that shit the performers don't get paid to perform at the super bowl they make their money off now streaming revenue after rihanna super bowl umbrella is like on the top charts again most of her music is back on the top tens again Simply because she performed at the Super Bowl, so now she's gonna make that money, she obviously displayed Fenty. she's gonna make a lot of money off of that too. so guest appearances uh songwriting, and uh brand deals and things like that that is mostly how artists can make money they can actually keep that the label doesn't squeeze everything out of them. so being an independent artist is there's some freedom to it, but at the same time, it's kind of like a you know the flip side to the coin as well. <laughs> you know what I mean
1: yeah the people like ryan tedder i want to be ryan tedder like i want to be my own <laughs> version of ryan tedder he's the if you're not familiar he's the lead singer of one republic but he he produced songs for adele he co-wrote he oh, co-writes yeah. and he produces and um he he did a master class and i took the master class and i'm obsessed Obsessed. With <laughs> he's he's a genius and um he seems like a really genuine good person too but um that's kind of why i bought the studio and invested money i did not have and and then i didn't know how to make it make a sound i don't know if you had that problem when you started out but i couldn't make it make noise like I, i could i bought the stuff but then i couldn't use it so then i had to take an actual recording class Um, And then now I'm certified in Pro Tools. I know how to use Pro Tools. Not only can I record myself, but I can record other people. And now I'm learning the ins and outs of how to make it sound even better um, and and bounce it down and send it to a mix for a distributor to release. So I'm still recording and working on it now, but... I, I love every day when I go in I get I get to do it but then some days if I'm not feeling creative I'll find everything I can do to not go in the studio I'm like all oh, these baseboards need to be like scrubbed with bleach
0: that
1: it's not you know I don't need to do that I don't I mean it's it, yeah it's great that it's done and right that's very clean but I don't need to do that right now so
0: if there is anything that you can take from this podcast episode it's Lindsay Hinkle's music is awesome as fuck. Uh, Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out immediately. Professional Silly Life Rules. Lindsay, I want to thank you so much. Shout out to you uh, for joining in on the silly. Uh, You are amazing. And I am so glad that you exist because you may not know this. And a lot of artists don't depend, no matter what your art form is, that we are able to touch way more people than we think these days, especially dealing with social media and streaming services. So speaking as someone that you have touched uh, with your art, I would like to thank you for being exactly who the fuck you are. You're an amazing human being. Thank you. You are more than welcome. <laughs> I'm just glad that that you are, are a thing, that you're here. So <laughs> is there anything you. that you would like to... um? to shout out maybe an upcoming show or where people can find you or follow you?
1: I'm, I'm cheese grinning. Um, so <laughs> it's the website has everything. Uh, and both all of my socials are at Lindsay Hinkle Music, uh, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-H-I-N-K-L-E Music. And then the website is lindsayhinklemusic.com.
0: Okay, which I am subscribed to, so. <laughs>
1: thank you. Yes, thank you for doing that. I remember that. Yeah, that was a big deal.
0: Do you have that a, was the price uh, a show? Of the CD. Right, I that the price of the CD. CD. was a pricey CD. Do you have a show coming up where anybody can uh, can check you out live?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually have a full uh, tour for the spring oh. and then on to the summer. But I'm going to be in Memphis on March 2nd at High Tone. I'm opening for Billy Gilman. Oh, wow. City Wandering in Nashville. I'm going to be back at Eddie's Attic on April 8th with Stephanie Callahan and Aaron Boone.
0: That's going to be awesome. All right. Well, Lindsay, I got to tell you, once again, you are amazing. Shout out to you. Shout out to every creator out there. Uh, whether you are an artist, uh, uh, musical, or otherwise, you are awesome. No matter how small you think that you are, you never know who is watching and who you are inspiring. I pick up inspiration from anything and everyone around me, especially from other artists and other creators. So Lindsay, you were on the on the top of that list. Thank you once again for sharing your awesome with the Professionally Silly podcast. Thank you.
1: And everybody tell push her to come to Nashville. You need to come visit.
0: Yes, yes, because we got uh, Uncle Nearest Whiskey to try. We have <laughs> we have moonshine. I need to get my lips around. I know that you can't partake in that so I'll drink your half don't you worry about that. I'll be
1: your driver. I'll just be your tour oh, guide. Thank
0: god I could use a DD especially in Tennessee. <laughs> so make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast whichever platform that you're using and and that way you'll be notified when the new episode is posted do me a favor and leave a five star and written review on whichever uh platform that you're listening on and believe me when i say it's way more helpful than you think and this is uh your first time listening come on back in and join the silly and binge all the episodes that you have not heard yet and also, share this podcast with a friend. Don't honk all this silly to yourself. Shout out to Lindsay for sharing this podcast to her fiancé. So now I've stolen four ears instead of two. It's fantastic.
1: I'm about to spread it to all my fans on social, so there'll be tens of people. Uh, oh, yes. It, so, oh. Yeah.
0: You hear that, guys? We're going to get tens more people. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: got I got you. All my people are now
0: people. Lindsay, you have been... You, you you've been a lot of fucking fun you're you're exactly right you and i are pretty much cut from the same cloth you were just cut two years earlier that's it <laughs> that's it a sister from another mother thank you once again so much make sure you guys go to lindsayhinklemusic.com to keep up on her amazing career uh lindsay is there anything else that you'd like to say before we uh before we shut this bad boy down
1: No, just thank you so much for for connecting and allowing me to be a part of your art. Uh, It means the world to me. And I I got you. I got you on the intro. We're going to get you a song.
0: (laughs) And that I cannot fucking wait for that. And I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with this. Lindsay, you're going to love this one here. Strap on. Spelled backwards is no parts. (laughs) 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 Shit makes you think, doesn't it?
1: I can't
0: even. I can't even. <laughs> okay. Next time on the Professionally Silly Podcast, Lindsay Hinkle and I, well, we get silly. Right here on the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and play us out with some music by Lindsay Hinkle. Yo, it is silly out here, y'all.
1: About it, all wrong. You're not